0: What is up, dolphins fans, and welcome to the fin Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti Jr. If this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And before we get into the podcast, guys, I just want to say, obviously, if you listen to the introduction, it sounded a little different today. There was a little bit more in the beginning, and that is because DolphinsTalk.com um, officially picked up the fin Sports Football Podcast. So I am now part of dolphins talk All the great uh, people that are a part of it, um, obviously a lot of podcasters and content creators that you guys listen or read their stuff. Um so super excited. Uh huge thanks to Mike uh, over at dolphinstalk.com for you know just the whole process of listening to the podcast and you know just liking the stuff and allowing me to become a part of the team it's really meant a lot and i'm super excited for the future of this podcast and i hope you guys are too so let's get into uh this episode now as you can tell from the title this is going to be focused on the dolphins coaching search so far when it comes to position coaches offense defense special teams coordinator um and a lot of info has come out since Mike McDaniel was named the new head coach. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode, by the way, which I recorded on Friday. And good thing I recorded it on Friday because I was literally flying on a plane. I was in the air when the news or, – or it, it just broke and I was flying on a plane like it 20 minutes later. So I would have been able to do a podcast episode. So I'm super, super happy. I did it when I did it. Super happy with the sources that I have with like people like reason who told me that that it was going to happen. Um, And so yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed that episode. But today we're going to be focusing again on the coaches that they fired that they've kept um, or that they're thinking of hiring. That's really where I want to focus this episode on. Now, let's just give a quick update on how everything's going. Um, so let's start on the defensive side of the football. Josh Boyer was kept as defensive coordinator. Gerald Alexander was fired and they're keeping Charles Burke, uh, Charles Burks as the cornerback coach. Alston Clark is the defensive line coach and Anthony Campanelli as the linebacker coach. and obviously now with GA out, they need to find a secondary coach. Um, on the offensive side of the football with the offensive coordinators, I know as of right now, me recording this podcast, they've narrowed it down, I think, to Charles London, who's the quarterback coach for the Falcons, Curtis Johnson, who's a wide receiver coach for the Saints, and Frank Smith, who's the run game slash O-line coach for the, um, for the LA Chargers. Now, if it were up to me, I would probably pick Curtis Johnson, then Frank Smith, then Charles London. That would be the order for me. Uh, as far as a wide receiver coach, big name. The Dolphins have hired Wes Welker, so Wes is now back in Miami, which is super exciting. I'm I'm at least super excited for that for Wes to be here again, uh, in the coaching capacity, tight end coach slash. Uh, assistant head coach is John Embry. John Embry obviously working with Mike McDaniel for the last couple of years in San Francisco. Uh, Has a lot of high praise from George Kittle, who obviously he got to work with uh, and kind of groom for the last couple of years. So big praise from, um, from George Kittle to John Embry. So that gets me excited as a Dolphin fan with what he can hopefully do with our tight end room. Um, offensive line coach, we actually we actually just recently hired Matt Applebaum today. He was the offensive line coach um, for Boston College, and he worked under the Shanahan system in 2011, I believe it was, in Washington. So he has experience in this system, which makes sense why they hired him. Um, and then on, as far as, you know, uh, coaches that they've kept. Really, the only one that I know of is Eric Studesville. Eric Studesville is the only guy they kept on their staff. Lemuel Jean-Pierre, obviously, with the new offensive line coach, that means he's terminated. Um, I don't know what they've decided on the quarterback coach with Charlie Fry. I think that's a TBD right now. And then George Gotzi is now the tight end coach with the Ravens so a lot of turnover on the staff mainly on the offensive side of the football which we expected and then last but not least danny crossman is still going to be the special teams coordinator for your miami dolphins now let's get into just how i feel about the hires the fires the people that we retained um i gotta be like let me you guys know on this podcast I don't always say what you guys want to hear or what you like to hear. I always just keep it respectful. I keep it honest, even if it's something that you may not want to hear. I try to just be very polite and respectful with what I say. Um, I got to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not really too happy with how the coaching search has gone so far, how it's been filled out, the coaches that we've hired, the coaches that we fired, who we've retained, Um not really a huge fan of it okay let's start off with the guys i am happy about wes welker and john embry i'm very very happy about anthony campanelli um staying as the linebacker coach i'm happy about that eric stoodsville i'm actually very happy about that because eric stoodsville came from the Shanahan system. Like that's where he was trained in. And so I think that he'll actually fit better with this coaching staff than he did with like Brian Flores, for instance. So I am excited about that one. The offensive line coach with um, Applebaum, like I'm not sure how to feel about that. I'm excited because um, I know that Boston College like normally produces um, good offensive line prospects. I know that, again, he's worked in this Shanahan system before, and so there's that familiarity with it. Uh, so, you know, obviously he knows how to coach and groom offensive linemen in this system. But again, I'm not really too sure how to feel about it considering he's a first time offensive line coach in the NFL. You know, I it, it's kind of like the Brian Flores, what he used to do where it's just a bunch of new guys who've never done it before. And I really want experience from this point out. So I don't really know how to feel about that. But then let's, let's talk about like just guys we've retained and guys we've fired. You guys know how I felt about Gerald Alexander and Josh Boyer. I said when, we, when, when I did the last podcast episode about us, keeping McDaniel, of us hiring Mike McDaniel, excuse me. I said if I were him, what I would do is I would fire Josh Boyer and promote Gerald Alexander. Mainly because, again, of the things I've heard about him on Twitter, things I've heard about him behind the scenes, I really feel like Gerald Alexander is a rising star in the NFL. I think eventually he's going to be a head coach. He will for sure be a defensive coordinator, if not this year, next year. Um, And I was like, if you're going to keep someone, do not keep Josh Boyer. Okay, and and a little history on why I feel this way about Josh Boyer. It's not really rocket science. it's, It's not really Nancy Drew, you know, Sherlock Holmes to understand that last year, Josh Boyer was calling plays in the first half and not in the second. Okay, I saw it with my own eyes. I watched every game like most of you probably did. In the first half of the season, Josh Boyer was always calling plays. In the second half of the season, I didn't see him calling plays once. I assumed that... Brian Flores took over and started calling plays in the second half of the season. However, a Patreon that I follow and that I really, really think, like, again, they bat, like, nearly 100, you know, on on everything, is Finside the NFL Reason. And he came out the other day and said, I've confirmed with sources that both Flores and GA, Gerald Alexander, were calling defensive plays for the second half of the 2021 season. Okay. And I think Gerald Alexander's wife said that on Twitter, that he was actually calling plays in the second half of the season. Okay. Josh Boyer, here's my thought on like what he is. He's the type of coach that's like, I'm going to call plays, not necessarily that are best for you, but that are good. I'm going to call good plays, even if they don't fit you, even if they don't fit the talent we have, this is the defense that I'm going to call. And I do not like that. I do not like that approach on offense or defense. You call plays that fit your players' skill set. And hats off again, while I don't like Brian Flores, him and Gerald Alexander in the second half of the season said, you know what, enough of your, you know, let me just try to call a traditional style defense. Our players are really good at cover zero. Our players are really good at blitzing. So we're going to do a lot of it. And we were very, very successful in the second half of the season, okay? That was my opinion on the situation up until, like, today. My opinion on the situation was, I'm not really happy that we kept Josh Boyer because I don't think he is a good defensive coordinator. I don't. I'm not happy that we kept him. I wasn't happy up until today. I'm still not happy, but I'm even more upset after what I found out today. So you're probably wondering, Anthony, what did you find out today? As I said, Reason is a guy I talk to a lot. I listen to his channel, follow his Patreon, talk to him behind the scenes. He put up on his Patreon and has since made a video about it so I can talk about it. He said the Patreon was more on the Boyer situation. I've been told privately there's a near revolt on the defensive side of the ball. He's heard that Xavier Howard wants a trade and Emmanuel Agba does not want to re-sign because they do not like uh, Josh Boyer. On his previous Patreon post, he posted that players hate, and he used the word hate, Josh Boyer. And and not only, again, was I not a fan of him as a defensive coordinator, but the reality is you keeping Josh Boyer, which he said was a move by Tom Garfinkel, because apparently Tom Garfinkel's like running the show now behind the scenes... You keeping Josh Boyer is now going to probably lose you two of your three best players on defense. Okay. Your three best players on defense are Javon Holland, Emmanuel Agba, and Zavian Howard. And if you keeping Josh Boyer loses you two of your three best players on defense, you're screwed. And there's no better way to say There's no nice way to say you're screwed on defense. Because Xavier Howard is the key to what you do on defense. Well, because a lot of people say, "Man, our defense is elite. Our defense is this. Our defense is this, that. Our defense is really good at blitzing, and we have cornerbacks who can cover long enough for the you know for for the the safeties or the linebackers or the the, the edge rushers to get to the quarterback. You lose Xavier Howard to cover." and you lose Emmanuel Ogba to rush the quarterback, your defense now is like middle of the pack at best. And then on top of that, you add the fact that players don't like him. So you're going to have players that are half-assing it because they just like, quite honestly, aren't aren't in it. We saw that with Flores towards the end. And then you're going to have a coordinator who, again, I don't like him as a defensive coordinator. I saw what he was trying to run when he was here When he was calling plays in the first half of the season, he wants to run a lot of zone. Okay. He doesn't do what the players do best. He doesn't do the creative blitzes. It's traditional man and zone. And we are getting torched for the first half of the season because of it. And now this guy is going to remain on your staff rather than keeping someone like Gerald Alexander, who you knew was calling plays in the second half of the season, who you knew players loved. But because you have a personal agenda, you being Steven Ross, you have a personal agenda with Brian Flores, you don't want anyone even remotely similar or remotely linked to Brian Flores on your staff. And I firmly believe that is why Gerald Alexander is not on this staff because it has nothing to do with performance. If it was because of that, a lot of the coaches on this staff wouldn't have been kept. But the fact that you got rid of Gerald Alexander and fired him Not even he found a better job. You fired Jared Alexander and you kept Josh Boyer. To me, it gives me a horrible feeling in my stomach. And I got to be honest with you. Again, I'm not really happy with how the coaching search has gone so far. And I don't put a lot of it on Mike McDaniel. I don't. I really don't put any of it on Mike McDaniel because, again, guys like Wes Welker, guys like John Embry, Matt Applebaum, those guys, like, I, I gotta be honest, I am happy about, right? I'm happy about them. And clearly, those were Mike McDaniel hires. But, you know, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine uh, from Dolphins Twitter, and I was saying, like, put yourself in Mike McDaniel's shoes, right? If your owner, who's a billionaire, and his best friend, Tom Gar- Garfinkel, who's very, very rich and wealthy and powerful in the organization, if they just tired you and they told you, hey, I know this is a dream of a lifetime for you. So if you want it, just know you have to keep Josh Boyer when you come here. What are you going to say? Of course you're going to say yes. Because like you just want to get an NFL job. There's only 32 of them in the world. So I don't really blame Mike McDaniel a lot for it. It's more so, again, just us seeing the dysfunction in the organization. And it pisses me off. It really, really makes me upset. Because to think that a first-time head coach coming in is just going to solve everything in one year, is highly naive. Now, I am excited about Mike McDaniel. I think he can make things work in the long run. But, I mean, man, what, what a difficult position you are now putting your head coach, your quarterback, your offense in. Because, again, my fear, I don't know if this is going to happen. None of us know, good or bad, what's going to happen with the Dolphins next year. But, like, your defense isn't going to be that good, in my opinion. That's what I fear. I fear that the Dolphins' defense next year is going to be middle of the pack at best. Because not only are you having Josh Boyer as your defensive coordinator, who I just think shouldn't even be employed as a defensive coordinator in the NFL, because I saw what he did in the first half of last season, not only that, but you now have a guy that people on your team don't like, and players like Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Ogba, two of your three best defensive players, are no longer wanting to be on your team because of it. So I fear that not only are you going to lose really good players on your defense, but you're also going to take a significant step back in scheme. And you're going to have a scheme that's going to get torn apart. And if your offense can't score 30 points a game, I worry how many games we are actually going to win next year. And I got again. I gotta be honest with you. Yes, of course I'm excited about the Wes Welker hire. Of course I'm excited about the John Embry hire. I'm happy that Eric Studsville was kept because I think he's a great teacher and this scheme fits him way better than what they were trying to do last year. But. But and this is a this is a, significant, but, <laughs> that's not oh gosh. But. Again, as excited as I am for those hires, the offense is only one-third of a team. Special teams, you kept Danny Crossman, which not sure how I feel about that because, again, our special teams was good last year. It was just Jason Sanders, for some reason, just didn't have a good year. If he did, I think we wouldn't complain about Danny Crossman. But on defense, I mean, like... The best part of your team right now is your defense, and you're going to lose very good players, and you're going to take a significant step back in performance because you decided to keep the guy you like rather than the guy you should have kept. And this is a classic Miami Dolphins move, and this is why many people, including myself, have made episodes or written articles saying, until the Dolphins get rid of Steven Ross, this team ain't going nowhere. It isn't. That man has no idea what the hell he is doing as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. And the fact, again, I don't put this on Mike McDaniel because Mike McDaniel isn't going to come in as a first-time young head coach and be like, yep, I know billionaire owner that just hired me. I know you want to keep Josh Boyer, but we're not going to. No, of course he's going to keep Josh Boyer. He's just happy he got an NFL job. And that's what's upsetting to me is the fact that I fear, again, I don't know this for certain, but I fear not only will our defense lose great players and take a significant step back, but you still have a lot of work to do on offense. And you're not going to fix it all in one year. So like... Again, I don't, I don't really know, as, as far as the coaching search, what there is for me to be excited about because, yeah, I love Wes Welker and John Embry, and I'm excited to see what the new offensive line coach does, but, I mean, does any of that really, you know, make you that happy that you're willing to overlook the fact that you kept Josh Boyer and got rid of Gerald Alexander? It doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. And again, I'm not excited so far. I can't say I'm pumped. Yeah, if we would have hired, like, Vic Vangio and kept Josh Boyer and moved him to, like, secondary coach, yeah. Okay. But the fact that, like, again, what did I say was my biggest worry when it came to Mike McDaniel as a head coach? The staff he assembles. That's the number one worry with any first-time head coach. What staff can he assemble to not only create success for the team, but long-term success for him, too. And right now, what success is there that that you think long-term keeping Josh Boyer is going to give to Mike McDaniel? I, I don't know. I don't see how keeping Josh Boyer is the best move for this organization. I don't. I don't see how firing Gerald Alexander, who called the plays in the second half of the season when our defense was, like, one of the best in the NFL... How is firing him a good move? How? You can't you can't explain it to me. And so I'm not really, you know, super thrilled. I'm not really happy right now. And I can promise you you're not going to be either. Again, you may love the Mike McDaniel hire, which again, I'm it, this isn't more this is more so about the Dolphins organization than Mike McDaniel. But I I I right now have no like excitement for like what I see this team being next season. Now, yeah, obviously if we go out and get some great offensive linemen and free agency and, you know, some help in the draft, then I'll be like, okay, the offense could look really good this year or could look a lot better. But man, when we fired Gerald Alexander, I reached out to reason and I said, please tell me this is because we are hiring Vangio, Vic Vangio. And he said, no, we're not hiring Vic Vangio. Um, I was shocked by it is what he said. And then they kept Josh Boyer as defensive coordinator. And I was just like scratching my head and I've just been really upset by it. I have been. I'm not really too happy with it. I can't sit here and say I'm super excited again. I'm excited that Wes Welker is a coach for the Dolphins. I'm excited that we have John Embry. I think he can do a lot with the tight ends. I'm excited to see what we can get out of Matt Applebaum. But the reality is, Again, and I really trust Reason and his sources because he's been right, like, 99% of the time. Like, if you're going to lose Xavier Howard and, and Emmanuel Ogba, I mean, God, that's a crushing blow to your defense. That's your two of your three best players. And And you're going to lose them because you wanted to keep Josh Boyer. And that's, again... That's why when we talk about like head coaching hires and stuff, that's why I did a, a, a an episode about why he, like Stephen Ross needs to be relieved of his ownership duties. Because if you have someone running your organization that has no idea what the hell they're doing, then it really doesn't matter who they hire, does it? Like Stephen Ross is a phenomenal businessman. He's obviously a billionaire, so he of course he's very good at it. But... He has no idea what it what it means to be a football owner. He's not a good one, obviously. His, his record is like, it's, it's basically like if you average it out per year, it's like seven and nine is what he does every single year. He's on his like fourth head coach. He has zero playoff wins, two playoff appearances. And so, again, like I, I'm just not really excited about what I've seen so far from this coaching staff. I'm not. And I don't put it on Mike McDaniel because there's only so much he can do. When your owner, who's a billionaire who gave you a job, says to do something, you're probably going to do it. And if you don't, then you're Brian Flores. And you're out. Okay? Also, him being a colossal D-bag. But, you know, again, if you don't do what the owner says to do, okay, well, you will no longer be here because you weren't collaborative. Okay? That's what it looks like. So... You know, again, I, I'm not meant to – I'm not meaning to be a Debbie Downer. Again, I was super pumped. I was like, man, the Dolphins got Wes Welker. We got John Embry. I'm ex- I'm excited to see who we get as an offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, again, I as I said, if it were me, it would be Curtis Johnson because I've heard phenomenal things about him. Uh, he's currently the wide receivers coach for the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Like I would love for for him to do it or Frank Smith to um, – and there were, there were certain things that I was happy about. I was like, yes, you know, we're getting rid of this guy. We're bringing this guy. We're retaining him. And then when they, when they fired Gerald Alexander and they kept Josh Borea, I was like, man, just Dolphins doing Dolphins things. That, it was such a Dolphins move. And, again, I fear, I don't know this for a fact because none of us can predict the future, but I really do fear that because of it, you're going to lose your best players on defense and your defense is just going to take a significant leap backwards le- next year. And if it does, you're now putting insanely or an insane amount of pressure on TuA, on this offense, on your young head coach to basically fix the whole entire offense in one year in one off season. It's just a lot of pressure. And I think, again, h- how much of this could have been solved if you could have just swallowed your ego, kept Gerald Alexander? gotten rid of josh boyer players wouldn't have wanted to leave you know players would have wanted to stay you would have known that the guy in charge was calling plays at the second half of last season and it looked really good and then you could have fixed the offense but instead again you have a personal vendetta against brian flores you have your agenda and because gerald alexander got along with flo because Gerald Alexander is like a mini-flow in his ability to create phenomenal defensive schemes, now you don't want him on the team. And so he's gone, and you keep Josh Boyer, who, again, if it were up to me, I would have fired. He would have been following, you know, he would have been able to tell what Cologne Brian Flores was wearing because he would have been that close to him out the door. But you kept him. And now because of it, again, I, that, this is just my fear. I would lo- I hope so. I hope that, you know, eight months from now, you know, I'm coming on the podcast talking about how wrong I was, but that's my fear. And I always got to keep a 100 with you guys. I got to be honest that, oh God, I, I'm really not excited. I'm really not excited. I, I, I thought defensively that they would probably, I, I, I don't know. I really thought they would at least keep Gerald Alexander. Even if you don't promote him to defensive coordinator. Like, at least keep him. Like, the fact that you fired him is such a bad move. I can't even explain it. The fact that he's no longer a coach on your team, yet you kept, like, basically everyone else. That's such a bad look. And I don't know. The things I've heard about Josh Boyer, too, behind the scenes, not good. Not good. I'll just say that, like, you know from things that Reason had talked about that he heard. Things like Danny Crossman and and Boyer kind of siding against Flores because Brian Flores and, and Josh Boyer had a power struggle. And, you know, again, I just, like, I'm not really a fan of Josh Boyer. He just reeks of mediocrity to me. And I worry about this defense moving forward. So... But anyway, we'll see. I mean, we'll see who we hire as offensive coordinator. We'll see who we, you know, sign in free agency and draft. Um, but, man, I worry. If, if that stuff is true, again, the reasons talking about that Xavier Howard wants to be traded and Ogba has no interest in re-signing due to Boyer staying, what, what a bad move. What a bad move it would be. But... Only time will tell with all things. Only time will tell. But, uh, yeah, so in summary of today's podcast episode, I am now part of DolphinsTalk.com. I'm super excited about that. The Dolphins have made some good moves in their coaching hires, such as Wes Walker and John Embry. Excited to see what people like Matt Applebaum can do, being the offensive line coach from Boston College, worked in the Shanahan system. Excited who they higher for the offensive coordinator position if it were up to me again i i told you guys probably like this is like the third time i'm saying it but curtis johnson is the move i would make wide receiver coach for the saints right now i'd make him the offensive coordinator but again all of that while it is great and i love it i can't say i'm super stoked because the whole firing gerald alexander and keeping basically everyone else reeks of mediocrity and bad decision making to me. Um so that's really that's that's all I have for you guys today. I hope to be proven wrong. Um and next podcast episode will probably be on just talking about the staff in general maybe looking ahead towards free agency possibly. Uh cuz it's coming up. But enjoy Super Bowl weekend. Hope you have a great night tonight and enjoy again the Super Bowl tomorrow. Stay safe. Okay, if you are out partying, make sure to get an Uber. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. And I'll see you next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Fin's up. Miami has a Dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins.